fellow adventurers. Welcome to a Nat One Life podcast series called Homebrew Heals. Here, my sister Amanda and I will talk about our different journeys we have taken or are still on to resolve our medical issues. From gut issues to skin issues, we have experienced a lot in our 30 years. We do not have any medical backgrounds, but feel we have rolled high enough in our investigation and health checks and want to share our experiences with you. So come along this journey with us and see what we discover together. Journey with us and start to guide your way through this net one night. So we are going to talk about mental health. Mental health. So, um, as we were doing our research for this topic, Sarah, the different ways to get mental health, Mm -hmm. searching for quotes and things like that just to inspire our research. And the one that I found, um, or that we found together, it doesn't have an author. We don't know. I'm okay, strike that. Obviously, it has an author, people. Okay, somebody wrote it. It's not like it just manifested into it reality. It does exist, yes. <laughs> but it's an unknown author. We don't know who wrote it. Um, but the quote is, the only thing more exhausting than having a mental illness is pretending like you don't. Yeah. And damn, is that true. So let's talk about how to get help so you don't have to pretend like you don't. Right? So for me personally... I wouldn't I I wouldn't know where to start because I'm not somebody who um has had a past of mm-hmm. seeking out therapy or uh, needing any uh, intervention or anything like that. So I I didn't grow up with that. Um and then I also am like who like who specifically what profession what kind of doctor do I actually need or should I be seeing right right so for me I honestly I thought about a everyday people out there what would be their first step in somebody somebody like me and so I straight up just googled it okay and I love that. I mean, I think that the first step is acknowledging that maybe you need a little help. Mm-hmm. Right? right. If you're already at that point where you've acknowledged it, honestly, I think you've taken the biggest step that you possibly can. I know when I was struggling with getting help, it it felt like a mental breakdown just to even acknowledge that I needed to, I couldn't do this. Like, I'm yeah. feeling so depressed, anxious, insert, you know, whatever here. But I was feeling so depressed at that time that I'm like, I'm like, su- I've thought about suicide a couple of times, seriously thought about it mm-hmm. during this dark po- part of my life. And that was the, I need help, you know? And so I love the Google thing. Yeah. Then- and actually I was, I, I was happy with the results, I guess you could say, Mm -hmm. because one of like the first things that pop up and my Google search, um, was here, let me pull up the exact wording. Mental health help. Mm -hmm. 
that's okay. all I put in for Google because I didn't want to specify because what happens if I don't know? Like there there can be times where anxiety and depression cross lines or they have blurred lines and or I think that I might have or might be suffering from both, but I don't right. know. Okay. So I said mental health help. And the first thing that comes up is the National Suicide Prevention Line phone number. Nice. And it's like in big bold. It's very at the top of the screen. And I was like, that's amazing. Like, I didn't even have to specify. I just you didn't said, even have to type the word suicide. Exactly. It, I just said mental health help. And it was the mm-hmm. very first thing that came up. Um, but then I went ahead and I am drawn to the .gov or .org sites uh, personally. And so mm-hmm. I went to the uh, National Institute of Mental Health, which is a governmental site. Mm-hmm. And I, the information there that I found was interesting. It was, I felt helpful but also I can understand for some people it might be a little bit frustrating. Okay. How so? So clicking into it, it provides even more phone numbers to for people to call, which is great. It, it gives like different scenarios, not just suicide. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was wonderful. Um, but then it goes into, okay, the number one uh, or the very first thing that it, mentions or um what is it called recommends Mm -hmm. is that you contact your primary care provider Mm -hmm. i understand i don't have one right and i know that there's quite a few people out there that don't have one especially in the united states right Mm -hmm. and so i was like okay well that's not an option for me Mm -hmm. and then it provides federal resources Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, that's not bad. But these are like, in my mind, I have to do more research on them. I don't necessarily want to do more research on these, but if it's needed, I'll take the time. But Mm -hmm. I'm a little wary because federal organizations, I feel, are not successful or they don't cater to those who are, um, how do I say this? suffering mildly yeah i yes it's more of a social program for very severe cases and people that can't either afford help or don't have insurance or are alone um a lot of homeless programs because a lot of people that struggle or or that have very bad bad is the wrong word very serious mental health conditions Mm -hmm. they're homeless right and and so those programs to your point but how sad is that because you can easily go to a dark place like if you're starting down a path and you're like trying to get help and yet all of these programs are telling you basically that you're not in a bad enough spot yet right and it's like, it's okay, like, okay, I guess it'll just get worse. <laughs> all right. Do I get worse or do I not rely on my government to help me? Like, and I guess it, 
that brings up a whole other topic that probably is not appropriate for this discussion. Mm -hmm. Um, But it just is it, you know, it it may not even be their responsibility in some people's eyes. So, um, but I'll leave that like that. So it starts, it kind of goes from, it starts at the top high level they go into federal and then they dip down to national and then they go to state and county which to me my state i honestly don't think it has a huge focus on mental health um i think your state has whatever is required that it has by the federal government exactly (laughs) it's like well we have to have this why because the government told us we have to yeah and then it says to talk to your insurance company. I'm like, okay, not everybody has health insurance. And I don't know if I, like, I understand I have to talk to them if I want them to pay for my visits and what have you down the line. But for somebody, like, with my mindset of making this search, the, people don't always have the money or the insurance to to do this, right? Right. Looking for other avenues. Um, And then it says if you're in school or university, they may have somebody available for you as well. So it kind of like it went down that line and then it was nice. They start going into like deciding if a provider is right for you. They recommend having a list of questions available for when you do decide to go to somebody. And I'm like, okay, that's great. However, I'm still having an issue choosing where do I need to go. Right. So, So but... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, so I approached it from a different perspective. Like my perspective was, um, let me, how do I want to phrase this? My perspective was approaching it from the position that I was when I first started seeking help most recently. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I had a primary care doctor I that I had a good relationship with and I had health insurance. Um, but I didn't really know how to start the conversation and where to go. So when I searched, I um, also Googled, but I searched who can I talk to about my mental health? Mm. Okay. And I can't have a list here. And so it, the primary care doctor was the first one. Now, I think that is a great option if you have a good relationship with your primary care physician. So I did. Um, I say I keep saying did because I have recently had to change um, doctors because of insurance changes, um, which is really shitty, especially because I did yeah. have such a great relationship with her. Um, but your primary care doctor is a great person to talk to. They know most likely if you've been seeing somebody or consistently, my doctor knew what I was going, had going on. I was having these back pain problems. I was having all of this stuff. So when I came to her and was like, I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. And she asked me these questions. Her reaction was, I'm not surprised. Like with everything that's going on, I'm not surprised you're depressed. And there had been other questions that she had been asking me in my previous visits, trying to find out if I was getting depressed. And I was like, no, I'm fine. You know, you know, whatever lies. Mm -hmm. So I acknowledged it. 
Um, but there's other people you can talk to as well. So you can, if you don't want to go to your primary care doctor, um, you can just try to find a local psychiatrist or psychologist. And a great place to search is on your insurance website Mm -hmm. or call your insurance provider if you don't have reliable internet access. Um, And so you can actually call them and they'll help you find somebody in your area that takes your insurance and that maybe specializes in whatever you may need. If it's just a psychologist, somebody like talk therapy, if it's a psychiatrist because you think you're going to need meds, like they'll help you. There's also social workers and a lot of social programs that you can search for in your local government, like you were talking about. And it's going to be specific upon where you live. Washington has a huge focus on mental health. So there are a lot of mental health programs out there. Um, And a lot of them are sliding fee based, you know, so based upon your income, you can pay nothing all the way up to paying, you know, whatever the the price may be. Um, And they do that based on, honestly, it's, it's a, like a trust system. Oh, yeah. And so you just fill out what your income level is. And so they're really just wanting to make sure that these programs are available for people to get help. And talking about um, different ways to speak Mm -hmm. to somebody, uh, something that caught my eye was telemental health providers. Yeah. And so essentially that's just somebody who is uh, like a therapist or professional who yeah exactly who communicates mainly through email or video chat or some other way it's not in person Mm -hmm. um if it needs to be in person then depending on the uh the therapist or the counselor that that's up to them if they will offer in person uh for you know serious matters or what have you but I I was interested in this, especially after you mentioned like how there's something out there where you can just text. Yeah, with better somebody. Help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I was. This is something that I really would be more inclined doing because of how busy I am and how like I I don't like meeting new people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and, such. and it's it's funny though because so I went to a site uh, ADAA. Anxiety and Depression Association of America. They're a .org site, and they have a whole section about telemental health and whatnot. And I click on it to see search for a member in my area, and there were two people within Idaho. Mm. That's my within state. All of Idaho. Yeah. Yep. Wow. According to, but I think it's only for people who have signed up through ADAA or have recognized to be part of them because Washington only has two as well. Oh, interesting. Okay. And I was like, that doesn't seem accurate, but, Mm -hmm. but looking at the two people who are available in my state, Mm -hmm. their specialty areas um, are only on anxiety. It is not on depression. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them is for uh, their list is like OCD um, and uh, general anxiety, panic disorder, Tourette's 
and body focused repetitive behaviors. And I'm like, okay, that probably isn't somebody who I would want right. to see. Again, I, that sounds more like not I'm struggling just with day to day mental health. That's like I have a tick. Right. I have a stutter. I have debilitating depression, you know, whatever. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Anxiety. So, so then I looked at the second person and um, they have OCD, generalized anxiety, panic disorder, social anxiety, and illness anxiety. And I was like, okay, so the general mm-hmm. and the social, maybe, you know, maybe we can work on that. So then I click on his information and there's a practice profile Mm -hmm. uh, that he uh, or that they wrote up themselves. And within it, it says, I use only evidence-based methods with a particular focus on exposure therapy. People, you know what that means? Exposure therapy? That you like... um... Um, okay, this is going to be really simplified, but have you seen that episode of Friends where Rachel's trying to get over Ross and Phoebe, like, puts up a picture of Ross in front of her face? Yes. Like, oh, I'm Ross. Look how cute I am. Then she slaps her. Yes. I think that's aversion therapy, honestly. But exposure therapy would be that expo- exposing her to, like, the picture or being in the situation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That so sounds terrible. if I have social anxiety, his and method like, drop you at the county fair would be obviously probably not that bad. But yes, it would be okay. You need to get out, and it I want you to go fears. say hi to somebody at least once. I'd say fuck you. I'm gonna go find a different doctor. Right. Like I don't want, and I granted he or they, sorry, they may not start out. With that, it might be something you build up to, but with a particular focus on it, I don't want, I I don't, I don't like that personally. I I know I have to face my fears eventually, but I don't want that to be a focal point. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Avoidance is pretty legit. I mean, for some things, you know, if you have like a deep fear of the ocean, just don't fucking go to the ocean. Sounds good to me. You know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But... That's crazy. I Well, and so that brings up a really great point of it's not always going to be a good fit. Yeah. If you find a doctor and you're like, this is I'm not jiving with this person, find a different doctor yep. because it, you're not going to get what you need from that experience if you aren't actually able to open up or trust the person or anything like that. So well, and then it creates that that's the focal point, not yourself, mm-hmm. but the fact that you can't you you don't agree or that you're not connecting that's a great point yeah exactly you're like i all i can think about is the fact that i can't connect with this person right and so exactly and if you're anxious like me then i'd just be thinking about why can't i connect with this person it's probably something to do with me i don't understand what's wrong with me and then i go to dark deep places and then it spirals spirals so um but yes, there are different ways than just talking to a person. You can text. Um, Sarah and I have mentioned on other episodes that there are websites um, specifically for sexual assault and depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And you can go to those websites and there are most of the time chat options 
or text options if you're looking for somebody to talk with. Um, BetterHelp, I have used myself um, and I really enjoy it. You can do it with your couple as a couples um, for yourself. You can sign up your child. Um, and it is a little bit pricey. I'm not sure about insurance and things like that. But if you're really struggling just to initiate that process, I believe they have free trials and things like that. Um, but that might just get you over that hurdle to talk to somebody. And then you can maybe go find somebody um, locally or via telehealth just to get some additional less pricey assistance. Mm-hmm. But it is there and I have used it and it is helpful. And they are licensed counselors and therapists that you work with. And um, the one thing that I really loved about it is I had reached out during a time that was very dark and the person told me I need to go see somebody. So he wasn't just trying to take my money. Yeah. You know, cause no, he easily could have just kept chatting. You know what I mean? Like No. And that's uh, really great to hear mm-hmm. that they, they were willingly able to tell you, yeah. Hey, I'm probably not the best right now for you right so yeah nice well the only other thing um in regards to this when i made that google search is that there was a mental health test that popped up oh and it was from mental health america that is offering it and they have uh quite a few actually there's depression psychosis ptsd addiction postpartum bipolar a parent test, which I don't know what that is, uh, anxiety, eating disorder, youth, um, and then a uh, depression test within Spanish. So they are starting to cater to more than just the English speaking. Um, oh, they also have an anxiety one in Spanish. And then there's this special one in purple that is work health survey. And I'm really wanting to know what that is. <laughs> Oh, I just clicked on it and you should totally take it. Because when I was working where you're working, the very first question, I would have marked strongly disagree. No dang. My company cares about my personal (laughs) well-being. They don't give a shit as long Um, as you produce. My company provides access to mental health training. Yeah, there's access, not time to take it. I, I am aware of what mental health services I can use when I'm struggling at work. When you're struggling at work, it's called termination. Yeah, it honestly is. I would be comfortable using my company's services for mental health. No. No, I haven't. Okay, Uh, that is actually another point to consider as well is depending on where you work. So I brought up before um, schooling and your universities or what have you. Um, It doesn't have to be high school, uh, high level of schooling it can be high school that has counselors as well um but i didn't even think about your career your job some companies uh some businesses uh do offer uh some i, I guess avenues to connect you with uh mental health professionals as well mm-hmm. i do know that the where i work currently they do have uh a different suggestions or connections or ways to find somebody within your area Mm -hmm. I have not utilized it um and I probably won't because I know that the company I work for they will say like they 
make it available and they post that they care about our mental health. But as a company currently, they say that they're working on it, but currently it is not a focal point. If right. that makes sense. Yeah. And like, I'm looking at these questions and, but that I guess that's the, the whole point is it should be um, like mm-hmm. some of these questions are very generic. I'm like, okay, my company cares. My company gives me access. My company, um, I'm aware of what services they have, yada, yada. Then it gets a little deep. I would be comfortable using the services they provide. Next one, I would be comfortable asking my manager or HR for an accommodation. No. No. My that manager, is not a mag- no for me. <laughs> right. My manager cares about my personal well-being. Yours probably does. Um, Mine, I have had managers in the past with the same company where I could very quickly and easily say no. Right. Now, these next questions, hear this. My company invests in developing supportive managers. No. My manager actively encourages me to take time off when I need it. Mine does. But think about your previous role. Previously, no. I am comfortable providing feedback to my manager about their performance. No. (laughs) I can negotiate my responsibilities and workload with my manager. In my current position... Yes, On a but very you're, you're small happier basis. than you've ever been at this yes. company in your current it, position. Yes, 100%. But this is not a forever position. It's coming to a very close end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I needed to take leave for a mental health concern, my company would support me. No. Yeah. Already tried it, people. Your yeah. company will fire you. Um, but my point about these, I didn't know about that. The parent test is if you're wanting to take one for your child. So if your child is too young, but you think maybe your child's depressed, you can take one with what you're seeing. That's cool. That's and helpful. then these other tests are exactly the worksheets that you, I'm so glad that you found this. These are the worksheets that when you go into like your primary care doctor, they give you the sheet. They give you this exact test. Nice. And basically it scores it because each of these answers gives it a a value of like one to four or whatever the Mm -hmm. scale is. And then it scores it. If you're above a certain level, then you have identified as potentially being depressed or anxious or whatever test you're getting. And it helps them understand where you're at and whether or not they need to take immediate action. So that's actually extremely comforting. Yeah. Um, so I've taken these tests lots of times is what I'm saying. <laughs> I've seen these. Yeah. Well, and, and do you find it that they're fairly accurate? Like, or is this something where it's not necessarily an accuracy, but like you were saying, it's more along the lines of giving your provider, the person who you're talking to an understanding of where you're at. This is what I see it as I see it as a tool to facilitate a conversation without having to say the words um I also see it as a way for as a patient for you to really self-reflect quickly on how am I feeling because a lot of times we can just say like I'm just feeling off like I don't feel like myself but you're not really identifying the emotions Mm -hmm. that you're feeling this takes this gives you a second to really reflect on your thinking 
am I thinking these things? Am I, you know, and, and so it kind of can open your mind up. No. And that's exactly what I feel that I need at this moment. Like how I mentioned before, the anxiety and depression line can blur from Uh time to time. And so I, it's one of those things where it's like, is this a symptom? Like, is this depression that I'm feeling or is this my anxiety kicking in again? Right. Or is it both? You know, both, it, can, both, it can be true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I just think that it's um, important to note that's what those are. And they, they have like a code. I forget what the mental health code form number is. Um, but it's a specific questionnaire that very generic, but it kind of gets to gives us a high level understanding of what's going on and maybe some talking points. So if you circle certain things or you're above a certain level, it's like, so if you circle sometimes to, I think about killing myself or Mm -hmm. then do you come up with a plan? Like there's very specific questions, but for me, I know when I'm filling that out, if I'm, if I'm crying, it means that it's maybe been too long since I've talked to somebody Mm. about what I've got going on because I'm crying as if I'm feeling like the paper is as you hand the paper in, counseling me exactly from tears. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, so I've been at those places. But the uh, if you take one of those, I mean, I think that's a great resource because it could just be a very um simple way to not interact with anybody, to not even acknowledge to anybody except for yourself how you're feeling. Yeah. And give you an understanding of do I need help or maybe I'm just having a, a low point and I just need to text somebody or I need to, you know, increase my exercise for a little bit. Maybe my right, whatever. I need to get outside, enjoy yeah. some of the sunshine Quarantine that's starting life to come hard. out. Yeah. Right. So, um, but yes, those those tests aren't like an online quiz that you're going to find. They are actual forms from mental health um professional organizations that have been tested over long periods of time and everything so perfect okay yeah. perfect well then i'm even more excited to try these out, I'm fill them out. right i'm worried you're gonna be like amanda i'm depressed and anxious and i need to see seek help right away yeah by the way i found out that i have this going on <laughs> like right i am bipolar whoops <laughs> So, on a positive note, if you're thinking about seeking any type of mental health, just do it. Mm-hmm. Go take a test. Go chat with somebody. Talk to your primary care physician. Um, if you don't have one of those, sometimes there's walk-in clinics that you can go to. Um, in Washington, I know we have a lot of walk-in mental health clinics, and sometimes you have to wait, but it's nice to just talk to somebody. Yeah. I agree. And it's one of those things where if you don't know where to start, like we, uh, not we, I won't put words in your mouth because you had a different avenue. But like I did, I just Googled, mm-hmm. straight up Google. Um, if you're comfortable with talking to strangers, then going into a, essentially, I think of it as like you're you should have the ability to walk into any kind of medical facility and essentially let them know what you're trying to look for and that they will give you a general idea of where you should go. 
Yeah, right. I wish that's how that system works. That's how I feel like it should be. Mm. Because I, it's not necessarily like, oh, well, if they're medical, or if they're dealing with health, then everybody should know everybody. It's not like that. It's just like the simple idea of a health professional having concern for somebody's health and they should be able to guide you in the right direction. Yeah. I think that makes sense. But it does make me uh, think of the Rocky Horror Picture Show song. Which one? Rose Tint My World. No? Do you not know that one? I know all Rocky Horror Picture Show songs. Um, let me get the... It's at the very end. Okay. When they're in the pool? Uh, yes. Um, let me just find the lyrics. It's like, it's beyond me. Yeah. me, (laughs) Yes. Um, but the song is about how you want to wear... Uh, rose-colored glasses. Um, and so, let me see here. Yeah, rose tints my world. It keeps me safe from my trouble and pain. Because if you're wearing rose-tinted glasses, rose-colored glasses, it's like everything's beautiful, everything's mm-hmm. fine, everything. Yeah, there's a is, layer of over everything. Is yeah, exactly. And so that just makes me think of of that song because you just <laughs> want rose tints my world yep. keeps me safe from trouble and pain. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky boy, oh, I am just seven hours old. This is a truly beautiful telling me to I have behold. too high of expectations. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somebody should be troll. Yeah. Anyway. Um, because that's not the reality. Rose does not tint our world. So Mm -hmm. we have to, we have to tint it ourselves. Sarah and I are painting the world pink. Painting the roses red. We're painting the roses red. That was a problem. (laughs) Uh, so let us know how you guys seek help. Yeah. How did you find, uh, your best fit? Mm -hmm. And obviously Sarah and I have each other too. So we spend a lot of time talking about how we feel we deep down like inside. Express ourselves. Hmm? Express yourself. Hey, hey. <laughs> That's right, people. All the lyrics. All right. Let us know. We'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Pursuing Your Patronus and that it made you think a little bit about mental health and pursuing your own happiness and finding your ultimate Patronus. Make sure to stick with us here and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all those social media sites. And if you're enjoying your Pursuing Your Patronus podcast with us, you may also want to think about checking out our Loot the Booty series and also where we nerd out on YouTube. Expecto Patronum! Every day, and that one life, and that one life.